Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from, head to a thing or two HQ.com to subscribe to our newsletter and sign up for Secret Menu, our jazzy new hub for members-only content. It's not even that new anymore. I know. It's so new-ish now. If you sign up, you'll get all of this archived content that we've been putting out for the last like six plus weeks. So you know, even no longer, I think. Claire. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, to share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And as a reminder, we are offering free ad reads to black owned businesses. If you would like to take advantage of that, hit us up at podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. I'm excited for today. Me too. We're checking in on each other. Checking in on each other. A yeah. fish. A fish. Officially. Yeah. 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 Just felt like, you know, we've been a little bit ships passing in the night. We haven't had so many like deep state of the union conversations lately. Like, how are you feeling? Exactly. What's happening? Um, yeah. yeah. I was having a conversation with you the other day about like holidays and just like, I don't know, weirdness mm-hmm. and jumped into something as though we had obviously already talked about it. And you obviously <laughs> had context and you looked at me and you're like, that's nope. <laughs> no and idea. then it did and it like reframed the entire like <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes of bitching you just done. And I was like, oh, oh that's, that's why you're to- mad. Cause yeah. this got it. Yeah. God, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. 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 So what happens when I assume that I see you on a regular basis and yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's just different now. It's it different. Is. It is it's different. Different. I wanted to start with a question that Chris asks me a lot. Yeah. Mostly from a, like when he's trying to diffuse a situation. He's like, <laughs> How would you describe your mood right now? Wow. It makes that makes it seem like Chris has had a ton of therapy. <laughs> you, right? Yeah. Surprising he came to that one all on his own. <laughs> I think I think what it really is is putting up with me being in like totally inexplicable moods and him being like, I need you to just spell this out for me. <laughs> because it's not clear what's happening. <laughs> How would you describe it in your own words? I would say my mood right now feels a little bit calm before the storm. Like everything feels like fairly managed or 
in like an okay place. Like I'm sleeping mm-hmm. kind of okay. Like I feel like, you know, work stuff is under control. I feel like personal stuff is under control. But then I have to put on my horse blinders and not look a month or two months or three months or four months down the road because then I'm like, fuck, like yeah. what, like what is coming for us? What is happening? And it's like the election and the cold and the weather and the like, how is everything going to be handled? And, and even, and then just like, and then it's another year. And, and what does that mean? And does that change anything at all? Um, I don't know. That's my mood. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's good. Um, I think that's a, that sounds like an accurate assessment. I What's feel your like, mood? Yeah. I think if I were going to pick one word, I might say distracted. Mm. I just feel like there's so much going on that I feel like I'm supposed to be paying attention to both like in the world at large and even like in our work because you and I are working on like four different projects right now. Yeah. And there's no singular focus. Exactly. And then in addition to that, I constantly feel like my attention is being pulled away by the state of the world. So I've been having trouble just feeling focused. I am like, you know, most thinking, feeling people right now constantly in a state of anxiety about the state of the world and the election and specifically our country. But it's a weird thing when it's like a collective anxiety yeah. versus yeah, yeah, an individual yeah, yeah, yeah. anxiety that you feel. And like, you know, that- well, and there's like not much you can do about it. I mean, it's not dissimilar to the coronavirus anxiety where it's right. like you can vote and you can like volunteer in ways that you can volunteer, but that's, those are sort of limited, very limited roles you can play. You can totally. make sure you have masks. You can make sure that you're like taking care and getting tested when you need to, but that's all you can do. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. And I, I kind of like don't know where to put it and what to do with it, but it is like a weird thing to be like, okay, we're all anxious together and what do we, about the same thing and what do we do with this and like, how do we all cope with it? And where are we putting that energy and exactly. how are, what are we consuming as a result? Oh yeah. How's Cam's mood? He's honestly been in a great mood. I mean, he's grown up so much since we went into lockdown, which is both to be expected and also shocking because I'm like, yeah. no, you're supposed to be the same as you were right. when all of this Nothing started. is supposed to change. Like no, yeah. no one is supposed to progress during this period. That's, exactly. All, yeah, we're all we're just basically like, yeah. It's like Encino Man. We were all just like frozen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honestly, he has no idea that anything's really wrong. He's, he's like 20 months now about, maybe yeah. a little more. And at the very beginning of this, his best friend's parents reached out to us and said, you know, we'd hate to separate the boys. Are you comfortable with with them continuing to play together? And the scenario here is that like, it's the boys and then their two nannies who are also very close. And we got on the phone and all agreed that, you know, all of the adults involved were going to have to be really committed to the same quarantine protocol. And if if we could do that, then the boys could continue to play together because we didn't want to deprive them of the social interaction. Um, so we've been on that program for the longest time and I'm insanely grateful for yeah. it because I, you know, my biggest concern at his age is the the social isolation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, he's good. He doesn't, he's like, we're going to have to train him to start wearing a mask soon because he's going to be two, which is when they're supposed to start wearing them and that's going to be a challenge for sure. He hates them. Can they do face shields or do they have to do mask masks? Great question. I don't know. I also don't know that he'd be more interested in a face shield. Who no, knows? totally. I one of so this is like very much an issue with Thomas's nieces and nephew, mm-hmm. some of whom like won't wear masks, some of whom whatever. It's like a whole yeah. thing, obviously, because they're small children. 
And one of his nieces does seem to have taken to a face shield, especially when it has like a princess crown on top of it or what have you. So maybe Um, we could do a big bad wolf look. Exactly. Okay. That could be interesting for him. Yeah. Because then it feels like a little bit, I don't know, fun. Totally. (laughs) Fun. Costumey. I need other kids who he, older kids who he admires to be wearing masks around him and then he'll want to do it. How are you feeling about socializing lately? Like what's your approach been? So I'm socializing outside liberally and I feel like my approach has been to pack as much of it as possible into every minute because I'm so scared about not socializing once it gets really cold. Because I think like, listen, I bought a heat lamp. I bought a long parka, but I also know that like when it really comes down to it, I'm a little like, are we really going to want to be outside? Well, I mean, I listen, I think having a park and a heat lamp are great. And I think that those stretch this season, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be like, want to be hanging outside at a park in February. Exactly. Like a drab, on a drab grade day with no grass. So yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I, I mean, speaking of like worries about Cam, I do really want him to be very comfortable around lots of different people and around a lot of different adults. And so a lot of this has also been coming from that of like, yes, let's see friends on the weekend. Let's bring Cam and like they can see, he can see their kids and he can remember who all these adults are that are in his life and that are part of his community. But also just myself, like I really want to see friends. And this is like a really funny distinction from pre-quarantine where I think you and I share that experience of being like excited when you realize you have a weekend with no social plans or anxious if you're like, wait, I have social plans on Saturday and Sunday. What? Yeah. That's way too much. Now I'm like, let's pack it in. I have no fear about no downtime. Like let's do it all. Part of it is that is having a toddler because being at home with him is not relaxing at all. So like downtime isn't actually relaxing, but it is a little helpful for me to hear because I feel like I still definitely need downtime. And the toddler thing is a huge part of it. And it's also funny because Chris, who like really needs that downtime on the weekends has also been really willing to to get to run, go, around, to run, run around. around, and it's because it's like you just need something to occupy your child. Otherwise, you're just stuck inside, climbing the walls with them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And honestly, in early COVID, we would just get in the car and drive around with him, because, and like because we just like and like take in the too. city and be like, great, yes. you're locked in a car seat. You can't like <laughs> knock anything over or exactly. whatever. Yeah. No, listen, I really envy your ability to read on the weekends and like stay home and read. Like I. I imagine if I didn't have a kid, I'd be looking for a little bit more of that. But I've been seeing, trying to see people on the weekends as much as possible. So I famously dislike nighttime skincare routines because it's just a lot to be doing when you're ready to go to bed. Too much to bite off. That's right. And as part of this, I especially resent any routine that is asking me to use multiple products to address multiple problems in my life, basically. So I'm very excited about Rory because they formulate specific skincare products for your needs. So for all of your, you know, I have this problem and that problem and my pores are too big. And also. And also, they will make a product that's specifically for you. Whether it's dullness, redness, fine lines, or acne, trying to find the right treatment can be frustrating. 
Now there's a simpler, smarter, and more personal solution to skincare in Rory, a digital health clinic for women. They make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and to see if personalized prescription skincare treatments are right for you, all from the comfort of your home. You complete a free online consultation and hear back from a US licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. If appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. And not only do you not have to go into a doctor's office, but with Roy, you don't even have to go to a pharmacy. Your custom skincare solution is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. You can also follow up with a healthcare professional anytime if you need to make a change to your treatment or have any questions. They're with you every step of the way on your skincare journey. With Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. Go to hellorory.com slash a thing or two and try out their nightly defense, a product formulated specifically for you for just $5. It's free to chat with the doctor and your first order is just $5. $5. That's hellorory.com slash a thing or two. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. Hi. I'm Dom Roberts, a designer, creative, and activist living in Los Angeles. This is The Uncomfortable Podcast, a show where I speak with new friends, fellow activists, and guests all united and passionate about different injustices or just generally uncomfortable topics. It's time to dig deep into the human experience, and that's on period. It's all love. Let's get uncomfortable. What about you? I have been trying to see people, but in doses, I feel like, I think what's been hard, I am such a plan maker and such a like, okay, let me like put this on the calendar and like not a last minute person, but then the trying to put things on a calendar when every, every single thing is weather reliant is really hard Um, and being like, okay, we're going to go, I'm going to go to walk with this person on this day, but Mm -hmm. then having to watch the forecast and just be a crazy person about that is really unsatisfying. Um, I hate that. I have been trying to see a, f- a handful of people at least that are like not my like super close friends mm-hmm. who are like looser social ties. Yeah. And I think I was just having this realization a little while ago that like, God, there's certain people that I love seeing and like love feeling in touch with that if I don't see them now when in New York, the rates are low and when, mm-hmm. you know, we could go on a walk because the weather is nice. I might not see people, these people for like a year or 18 months or whatever. Um, And so with people who live close enough, um, I've been trying to make some of those plans. I've really had a hard time finding ways to stay connected to longer distance friends Mm -hmm. outside of like group text situations. Um, And I, it's made me realize how much I've relied on travel for some of that Mm -hmm. in the past. And that um, I think so many of my relationships my like, you know, college, high school relationships do hinge on those seeing each other in person um, in these concentrated doses yep. way. I just like, I'm not really a phone person. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously I'm just so over Zoom at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the idea of scheduling, scheduling like a social hang is just like, oh, so torturous <laughs> for Truly. me. Uh, no, I, I had social hangs on Zoom. I, I mean, I guess they're going to return in the winter. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, they're draining for sure. Wait, I have, an, I have another question about your social life. Yeah. Which is, well, okay, two things. To get back to your thing about like scheduling walks with people who you don't normally see. Is it crazy that I like sort of get social anxiety, like have scheduling a one-on, like planned one-on-one with like a third tier friend? 
No. Like, you don't get sort of intimidated about it. Like, God, I only ever hang out with this person in like party environments or like at like a work lunch. And now this oh, person I and do. I... Of course I do. So how do you get over that? How do you amp yourself up to do that? Honestly, like, I don't know, Claire. I think the thing the thing that gives me more social anxiety or gives me more like pause in general mm-hmm. is having to figure out like logistics of yeah. seeing people of, of like, I've had a harder time seeing my close friends who are in Manhattan of being mm. like, Oh, like I have to, how am I going to figure out how to do this? Like that feels yes. like, I agree. So, that feels so, very so daunting. Challenging. Or even friends who live like a 45 minute walk away or like an hour long walk away. Whereas at least with people who are physically truly just like physically close to me. I'm like, I know that I can pick a street corner between us and (laughs) that just feels so much less daunting. And like mentally I can get there. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's true. That's So I think maybe we just have anxieties about different parts of it. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. I Um, have tremendous logistical anxiety. (laughs) I feel like you at least in pre-COVID, were very conscientious and sort of like diligent about maintaining your social life. Like you know who you haven't talked to in a while or like who you haven't seen in a while and sort of like either probably like physically and mentally create like a to-do list of like, I need to like get in touch with that person. That's right. Um, I <laughs> I didn't want to like offend you by Go saying on. write it down, but <laughs> um, obviously you write it down. It's- obviously written down. And I'm just, are you still maintaining that level of like systemizing things in the same way, systematizing? Um, Yes. You're okay. Um, I am. Um, I do think that things maybe linger more now Mm -hmm. on a list than they did before, because I do think that there were pockets of time where you'd be like running around and like be able to call somebody or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, I'm just running around more. Right. And so I would have 15 minutes or whatever. I also have given myself a little bit more permission to kind of like open up what for me feels like connecting with someone or like engaging with someone. And so it's like, I have been sending postcards or just Mm -hmm. like, you know, a a text about something that I think somebody would like um, and being like, that counts. Like Mm -hmm. not every engagement that I have with, you know, people who are important to me needs to be like this, you know, really like time uh, concentrated thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. The other thing I'm curious about is um, your approach to socializing on school nights. Because for myself, I hadn't been doing it at all for no good reason. Like it felt like, well, in the beginning, like you're not socializing ever. And then when socializing became a possibility because we could do it outside and we knew more, it felt really restricted to weekends. And a couple of weeks ago, a friend was like, do you want to get dinner this week? And I was like, whoa, we can do that. Yeah. Like on a Tuesday. Sure. And I know that part of that is because I have a kid. Yeah. Uh, But it just felt so like wild and exciting to me. And then at a certain point when it, we started to see people outside, Thomas and I had dinner, like cooked out in my brother's backyard on like a Wednesday or something. And I was like a fucking broken record afterwards with him about like, I just really need things on like a Wednesday or a Thursday to break the week up because it's so (laughs) monotonous. And it's just like the same. It's like a Zoom yoga class followed by work all day, followed by making dinner, followed by sleep, followed by a Zoom, like whatever. I just need things to break. And And I'm sure he was just like, fine, go on yeah. a walk. <laughs> I don't know, do something. Right. But I I think that that has made a difference for me 
of just trying to to like treat it like that. Like I just yeah. need the, I need the right little up. excitement. Um, yeah. And I think I have been doing more during the week because I also realize in myself that I do need some weekend time that it is mm-hmm. unstructured time. Yeah. Um, and that I like don't like being out and about all weekend. And it's just like less busy. Um, right. And I do still get stressed, if, obviously, when, you know, certain things are busy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Pre-COVID, like I would have a, like Chris and I would both like a couple nights a week have yeah. like social plans and, you know, one of us would single parent that night and I just never do it anymore. And I like, I really miss being out on the street at night in New York. <laughs> same, 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 same. Totally. One thing that I really wanted to instate as a tradition and failed miserably was after dinner family walks. Mm. My family used to do this um, cute. Like pretty religiously. And it was, yeah. And like, I hate error. Like I didn't value it at all at all as a kid, but how, now- How would you? Uh, exactly. <laughs> but also like nobody walks anywhere in Wilmington, Delaware. So yeah. it was like the four of us with our flashlights. It was so dorky. I mean, that's um, incredibly <laughs> dorky, but go on. <laughs> and I, the problem is that I never figured out like how will we pull it off? Because Cam eats dinner at 6.30 and goes to bed at 7.30. And then I was just kind of like, fuck it. He can go to bed late because I think that this would be a nice thing for us to do. And I didn't really decide that until it had already started to get dark earlier. Yeah. And then, and it's, it's just like, honestly, with a toddler, a lot to wrangle just to like get him out the door. I kind of want to try it again. I don't know, but I, that's maybe that that's can a, be a spring goal. Like maybe. as the weather starts yeah. getting warmer and it starts getting lighter. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a really nice idea that I'd like to, I'll, I'll keep you posted on how that's shaping up. It is a really nice idea. Yeah. You and Thomas and your brother and your sister-in-law all rented a house for a couple of weeks outside of the city and like half vacationed, half worked. Yeah. Um, and I know that you liked it. I'm curious. I'm curious if you feel like you like had any revelatory moments that you're like bringing back with you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, that's something that's like really working for me that I need to keep doing. Um, the biggest one, honestly, was playing tennis, which is mm. a hard thing to hard thing to like truly bring back with me. But Thomas and I played a lot of tennis on like you know the elementary school court or like the public park court, and it was just so easy. And we could decide that like let's at five thirty go play tennis, and that is unfortunately a thing that is really challenging to do in New York. Yeah, um, and that makes me a little sad. That is a little. I'm sorry. I my my heart sort of breaks for you because yeah, you're not going to move to the suburbs where no, the, yeah, no. The thing I we were within like a seven minute walk from this little fish market, which mm-hmm. was which was like really charming, and it wasn't you couldn't go inside because it was too small. Mm-hmm. So you'd go and you'd knock on the door, and the man would come out and he would tell you the specials, Cute. and then you would just like order from him and you go in and whatever. And there was just like a, a re, like a marina and a dock, and like I don't know, it was just incredibly charming, and it just made me be like, God, I like really want more seafood and more yeah. fresh seafood, and. And so basically like the day I got back, you reminded me about Peerless Fish, um, P-I-E-R, I mean. Love. And I had placed an order with them and that has felt nice. Also just as a reminder that like, this is an easy thing to have in my freezer. I need to have yeah. more things in my freezer. I need to have more meals that just don't feel like a to-do because I will also say that all of our meals in Greenport felt like a huge to-do because yeah. that is how my brother thinks about food <laughs> um, and like engages with food. Yeah. And so it, I also needed to do a little bit of a like cleanse from mm-hmm. that f- format of cooking when I yes. came back. 
Yeah. I mean, it was really nice to be able to walk out of the house without a mask on and to only have to put a mask on to go into a place. Yep. It was really not nice to just like not see people and not feel like part mm-hmm. of like a, like, you know, to, to not have the vibrancy right, of right, right. living in Brooklyn. So I was really, I was like really happy to be back. Which is also wonderful. Yeah. Do you have a sort of a strategy in place for how to survive the second winter in quarantine? I really wish that I had a good answer to this. And I, I just don't. Like, I do think the best thing that I've had a com- couple conversations with my parents around this stuff. of, And I think I've just tried to like really think ahead and to mm-hmm. think about, okay, what like, you know, in September or in August, like what is October or November going to feel like? And what is that going to be? Um, and of course that starts a certain amount of spiraling, but I do think that like, I was like, okay, I do need, to, I'm going to buy this like little, like, you know, patio heater situation right. because that will extend the amount of time that I can be outside or I am going to spend more money than I want to on up this like long puffer because mm-hmm. I will feel better about going on walks or whatever if I have this thing. And so I think I'm now in that place where I'm like, okay, I feel like I've thought through to like maybe December and now I need to think about January and February and right. are there things I should be putting in place to just mentally prepare for that? Yeah. How about you? I mean, same, all the things, the puffer, the outdoor heater. And I mean, Chris and I just keep joking about like what's going to be our indoor hobby because... Yeah, well, I do think that's, I think that's the right next step of like, what am I going to do inside though? Right, because we got, we did one really hard puzzle and it really kept us going for, I'd say like two weeks. Like we'd get legit excited about doing it. It did kind of feel like a date to like sit down with a puzzle and some music and a cocktail. And then we just like crashed and burned. We tried another one. It was even harder and we just like weren't getting excited about it. Yeah, But I did get that taste of like, it's nice to have something to look forward to after dinner, like this like shared, a shared goal. Um, So yeah, I mean... I've got nothing so far um, in terms of ideas. Is there an art project you would want to pick up? That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It it would, that would be a good thing. I, I wish that Chris and I had more sort of like shared hobby style interests and it's, I mean, there's a reason we don't. It's because like our relationship is not the type where we would ever like work together or collaborate. But yeah, I would like to come up with something to look forward to in that regard for sure. What's your work set up? Um, how are you figuring that out and how are you coexisting working at home with Chris? I got to say, I feel so fortunate and lucky that we have the space that Chris and I can work in separate places and neither of us are working like in the kitchen. So we luckily lost our jobs right before all this went down. And so had to figure out work from home situations (laughs) before everybody else. So I have a sort of makeshift desk that's part of I guess it's like a, a wall system, um, yeah. like a like a bookshelf type thing. And it's a tiny little desk in our TV room. And I like it. It's nice and has everything I need. Chris, we bought a desk for him that um, I put in the newsletter. It's that... I can't remember what it's called, but we'll link we'll it. Link to it. It's in our bedroom. We're having a sort of like silent war about where it should go. I'm letting him get comfortable with uh-huh. where it is right now. Um, and... And and then at some point I'm going to propose a new placement, but yeah, we we are in totally separate rooms with closed doors, and it's not bad. I, and I don't mind working from home. At yeah, all. me either. Do you see him during the day? 
he, for a while, was doing what he called stoop salads. Um, okay. He, <laughs> it seems like a roll Chris kind of thing. Go on, classic Chris. He, for a really long time, has been really committed to having a kale salad at lunch every day. So, like at four jobs. Yeah, at like exactly. Like he's had he's had I think three different jobs since he started this habit. And at every new job, he would start he would figure out like the closest place that made a kale salad to his liking. And then he would just go get the exact same kale salad every single day to the point where like at one of his jobs for the going away party, they just like ordered like uh, <laughs> huge, basically like pallets of this kale salad for everybody. Is that more flattering or embarrassing? I depends on who you ask. Yeah. Definitely the latter if you're asking me. Yeah, I'm with you, I think. Okay. So he he in order to like really get himself in the work mindset has started doing this thing where on Sunday nights he makes these huge batches of kale salad and then he likes to sit and eat them on the stoop. So I'll get a text where he's like, I'm going to do stoop salad if you want to join me, which is like a nice romantic idea, but it's never like it's not that often like at the time where I would want to be doing it. But we will occasionally like stop by each other's rooms and just be like, hi, or, you know, yeah. pass each other in the kitchen. What about you two? That's like more or less the same. I tend to tell Thomas when I'm going to eat lunch. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he joins and often he doesn't. And sometimes it's like, I have a lot going on and like yeah. a sort of puffy response. Um, we, as if like... We- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we are both guilty of that. We're like, sometimes one of us will stop by the room and be like, hey, how are you doing? And you get a really warm walk and be like, good. How's your day going? Down? And like yeah. a little chit chat. <laughs> yeah. And then another time it's like, I, I can't talk to you right now. And it's like, oh, geez. Like, how was I, how was I to know? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's fine. It is fine. I mean, in this situation, it is nice to have a rabbit that you can irritate mm. who like definitely doesn't want you and is definitely huffy about it too, but can't say as much. Yeah. Um, and I value that. That is really valuable. Um, how are you feeling about getting news and social media and just like media in general at this moment in time? I'm honestly feeling like if our jobs weren't so tied to being aware of what was happening in the world... I'd pull back more. I'd pull back so much. And I think I could. Like, I think I, I, there are times in my life where I was more addicted and I wouldn't be able to. And I'm at a place now where I don't enjoy it that much. And I would really like to just pull back more, but I'm not quite sure how to do it. Um, And like, it's it's hard for me to identify sort of like a better, more controlled solution. You know, people say like, well, I'll turn off the push alerts or like, yeah. um, you know, only access any of this on your desktop. And that to me doesn't feel like the problem really. I, I agree with that. For me, it's not the issue of like picking up my phone so yeah. much as like the falling down the rabbit hole. Exactly. And I would fall down the rabbit hole just as hard on a desktop. Exactly. And like that gets back to this like whole thing that I started with of feeling distracted. Like I just am not feeling productive yet at the same time recognize that some of the things that are making me feel unproductive are necessary. And that is like, you know, keeping tabs on what's happening in the world and adding things to my plate that involve like volunteering or just like, you know, advocating or whatever it is. And I think a lot of it is probably just the uncomfortability that comes with like a paradigm shift and an adjustment because what social media is, what Instagram is, what 
like news is, is changing so much. And I think maybe like we will come out the other side of this having reframed its role in our lives and like what function it plays, but I don't know yet what that is. And so, you know, there is part of me that wants to just be like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, I don't need an Instagram account. I'm going to shut down Instagram. I'm not going to, I'm not going to post anymore, whatever. At the same time, I also recognize that, that in some ways to me, that feels like relinquishing the responsibility of that we have to play certain roles in what's going on right now. Like as advocates, as like responsible citizens, as sources of information for other people, like we should be contributing to that conversation, right? And so to say like, well, now it feels hard or it feels like more of an effort. It doesn't come as naturally. Um, Feels like a little bit of a cop-out to me or at least like that's the sort of like criticism I throw at myself or or, or not even the criticism I throw at myself, but like the question I ask myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you not wanting to do it because it's not all just like Instagramming puppies, you know, or whatever it is. Not that I ever Instagrammed a puppy, but to use that phrase. To, I have, <laughs> and I can tell you it's much more satisfying. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I think my, like, my take would be like, yeah, but does anybody need me here? Um, yeah. Or does like, you know, whatever. I think to get back to what you were saying about uh, news in general, yeah. I think I have felt a lot more comfortable pulling back as I've identified that this is all just like attention economy stuff. Yeah. Um, and that even just like participating in the attention economy component of it means that people I don't want to win are winning. Yeah. Um, and Thomas recently wrote a book called Hate Inc. by Matt Taibbi mm-hmm. um, that was super interesting and I think got into a lot of these things just about like the way that media is made now yeah. um, and the like, you know, the right-wing, left-wing media and how similar they are in terms of how the sausage gets made and the goal of those um, formats to suck us in and to keep right. us like uh, engaged. And I was having a funny conversation with my dad the other day where I had like forwarded him some like Mark Bittman thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he responded about something that was, you know, something that was like part of the news cycle and just like going like really, you know, hard at like Kelly Loeffler in this way that I'm like, I like that we were not engaging with that. I didn't send you this. And I basically told him like, I think the trick is like not to consume this. There's not like, you do not need to be consuming this. I don't know what it's doing for you. I don't know what it's changing for you. I don't know what this knowledge, how this knowledge is serving you. And he responded and he was like, true there's no sense in holding a box seat to something you can't control. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was like a helpful way yeah. of thinking about it. Like, yeah, why am I, why do am I insisting on standing front row at a concert right. that I don't want to see? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, truly, totally. Don't want to be here. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. But shoving my way to the front. Yeah. Which is like kind of what opening Twitter feels like every time. Oh God. Yeah. I, yeah, don't get me started on Twitter. I think that part of me that, wants more than just the surface level. Because I will say for the most part, I just want the surface level. Yeah. I don't find entertainment and getting any analysis, like going, you know, sort of beyond just the Hot like- takes. Knows. Yeah. And like you and I have talked about, I think we both have family members for whom- News is sports. News is sports. It's like their celebrity gossip. And it's yep. like, it's a sort of like solve a distraction, whatever. And and they want to like pl- the play by play. Exactly. Like, like yeah. Chris will listen to all the Sunday shows and I, yeah. it's <sighs> entertainment for him. Yeah. And I think he would tell you as much. Um, what trivial thing do you miss the most from before COVID? Mm, watching people on the subway. 
I really miss that too. 100% just watch people on the subway. Yeah. I don't even love taking... I mean, I like the subway. It's a great convenience, yeah. um, but it had gotten really crappy in New York. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, this is not to say... Yeah. I mean, Andrew Cuomo still needs to fix the subway. Yeah. Like, this is still an issue, <laughs> but I do miss just like the people watching it yeah. provided. Yeah. How I miss about you? I miss that a lot. I miss pedicures, not even getting pedicures because I found that to be a total like boring time suck, but the feeling, the way your feet look so fresh right afterwards. Yeah. And I like, I would go get one if that were really important to me. Like people are getting them. It's fine. Like it's just not the most important thing to me. Like my eyebrows getting done feels way more important to me. That's like your thing. That's my thing. Yeah. Um, What have been some small wins for you that have come out of all this? There was a period of time in April and May where it was just raining constantly, just Mm -hmm. like constantly. And it was incredibly nice to realize that I like wasn't going to... I didn't have to like go out in the pouring rain. I didn't have to like commute somewhere or be anywhere. Um, It will never get old for me. Yeah. That was... (laughs) I really can't believe how satisfying that was. So I relish it. And when people... And you included during those days would be like, God, the weather's really impacting my mood. I'd be like, it's like great. Like you get to be inside. Like you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, it's not impacting my mood at all. Yeah. I okay, my my one like win is not really that small, honestly, is I this moment has reaffirmed for me so intensely that I love New York and that this is where I'm supposed to be because it has just never crossed my mind once that. This Maybe would be a time to go leave. somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And yeah. to say it again for, you know, the people in the cheap seats, I'm so fortunate. Like I have a comfortable home here. I, you know, I can, this city's not uh, you can accommodating. Make it work. I can make it work. The city's not accommodating to so many people for so many different reasons, whether they be financial, physical, whatever. But I really love it here. And in the like darkest moments of lockdown, when it, we weren't even going to the grocery store. Just to be able to walk outside and see other people on the sidewalk was so comforting to me. And I grew up in a suburban area where like there weren't even sidewalks in my neighborhood. And I... Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like getting a car being such a big deal to me because it meant I could like just go be around people. And to be able to walk out of your door and be around people is to me so valuable. And I just, I, there's so many things I love about the city and so much like it's, it, the energy of it, all of them. And so many of those things are still happening even when so much is closed. Exactly. That's the thing. Of course, I miss the restaurants and the museums and all of that stuff. But and like Broadway the, and whatever. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I, I can't wait to get back to it. And in fact, like, can't believe I haven't been to a museum now that they're reopened because I really want to go. But there's like something more to it than that for me. It's like just the yes. energy of it. Um, yes. And like, I don't know. I We were away for a bit to see, we rented a house with Chris's family in Ohio, um, like halfway between us. And I came back and took Cam for a walk and I could smell like the meatballs that my neighbors were cooking, wafting down the, uh, down the sidewalk. And somebody, some kids like had their boom box out on a stoop and were playing their music. And I was just like, oh my God, I love this city so much. I just like, I really cherish all that stuff. And I think in general, like as a theme, I have been so much more aware and conscious of the moments where I am happy and yeah. blissful. Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. I really do. I like stop and acknowledge like, hey, I'm in a purely good mood right now. I am enjoying myself. Yeah. Um, and that's been a nice thing that I hope sticks with me. Is there anything you've gotten recently that you have been particularly excited about? I knew that I wanted to buy a new pair of Birkenstock Boston Shearling Clogs 
because I wore my black ones so much last year and like really wore them into the ground. And I was just going to get another pair of black. And then I was like, oh, I should like mix it up and do another color. And then I got into one of these vicious cycles of buying and returning, buying and returning all these different colors. And for a moment it was like, maybe I don't want the Boston. Maybe I want the Arizona shearling and nothing was working Arizona for me. Arizona just a sandal. Yeah, I know. But I was like, well, I'm just going to be okay. inside and wear them with socks. So, okay. 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 But, but a, I agree. I think my criticism still holds. <laughs> I agree. And it's ultimately the reason I like didn't keep them because I was like, yeah. it's just kind of silly. But what I realized that what was what I didn't like about all the ones I was buying, what I did like about the black ones is that they're monochrome. Like the black yeah. ones, black the soul is black. Yeah. The soul is black. The shearling is black. And there was something that was throwing me about like a gray suede with a white shearling and a brown sole. And so what I discovered is that in either last year or just a previous year in general, they had made a gray one that had gray shearling and a gray sole. And I went to the depths of the internet to find it in my size and I found them and I'm totally thrilled by them. And they look cute with a gray sock. Chris hates it. He's like, it looks insane. It looks like a giant gray shoe, but like a weird... And I'm like, it's it's fine. It's, it's happening. It. Yeah. It's 100% happening. <laughs> it's happening. Um, Something that I'm really excited for came in the mail right before we got on this Zoom. Tell me. If you can believe it. It is it, this like... I'll just show it to you too. Um, it is this Hobonishi five-year techno planner thing. Um, it's this like cultish Japanese. Oh, I have to show you the whole box and everything. It's this like cultish Japanese like line of planners. It comes in this cute little box. Okay. Um, and and is it like a, a planner like where you would write down like where you're meet when you're meeting? We have all kinds of different ones. And okay. It, you when you visit this website, Claire, it's like every possible variation of what you could want this to be exists. Okay, it's a Japanese stationary line, uh-huh. you know. So of course, it's like, do you want it to be gridded? Do you want it to have like the list of all the times down the side? Do you want it to be this? Do you want it to be that? But I bought the like five year planner that is basically it's like the five year journal that you right uh, okay have and like I mean look at this cute packaging so oh, cute. so cute. And it comes with a pen, obviously. Why wouldn't they send you a pen? You're not like just left to your own fucking devices to figure out how to write in this thing. (laughs) And it like basically looks like a Bible. Yes, it does. Um, And it, you know, it's just this cute gridded little thing. So you're going to use it as a journal. So I'm going to use it as like a five-year journal. Um, And then there's like the year and, you know, a date all down one side of the page and then just an open space of grid on the other side. For with which you can kind of do whatever you want. And I feel like, you know, maybe that's a place to like tape down little things or like, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like it's, I spent more money on it than I would have. I think I needed something that felt like new and hopeful for 2021. Um, Mm -hmm. And the idea that maybe 2021 would be different. There's no like reason to believe. Like (laughs) that's just like such false Uh optimism. But it just feels so clean and so fresh. And like, I think I need 2021 to feel like there's something fresh about it. It's like getting uh, fresh notebooks for fall. Yes. Yes. Fresh school supplies. Honestly, only sad that I can't start using it now. Yeah. No, I I understand. That's good to know about because all of the five-year journals are not that cute. You found a cute one. I found a cute one. I found a cute one. What are you cooking? So many tacos. We have like fully become a once a week taco family. Um, do you do it on Tuesdays or no? No. I, okay. Often it ends up being Fridays because I'll send Chris out midweek to get avocados and he will inevitably come back with really ones that are ready ones. for Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
but we we do we've like long done this and then i it's gotten slightly more exciting lately because I have gotten comfortable with buying fresh masa dough from this place in our neighborhood and have discovered how easy it is to make my own tacos with this. You just smash them between a taco press and then like just put it on a hot tortilla press. Yeah. 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 What did I say? A I just taco said a, press. A taco press. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, running out of steam over here. <laughs> Um, so I, so my, like, this is our, how we do our taco night. We take the the tortilla, whether homemade or store-bought corn tortilla and put cheese on it. Usually Oaxacan cheese, sometimes Jack cheap Monterey Jack, if there's nothing else. And then also if we have queso fresco, we'll like mix that in. I put it on a, a baking tray. I'll put like six or as many will fit with the grated cheese on there. And then I'll put them in the oven I'll have heated the oven as high as it goes and then I'll switch it to broil. So then the tortillas go in the oven and the until the cheese melts and gets a little burnt yeah. and brown. And then everybody gets a couple tortillas. And then on the table, there is avocado, there are tomatoes, there is lettuce and cilantro and raw onions. And like maybe there's ground chicken, maybe there's pinto beans. There's definitely lime and salt and Tabasco. What am I missing? You've been to my house for a taco night. I feel like I that's like that's, the bulk yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, sometimes we'll do sour cream. Sometimes we'll do like a chipotle mayo or something if we're feeling fancy. But at minimum, it's like the tomatoes, avocados, cilantro, lime, and salt. And then everybody just makes their own tortilla, their own taco, and it's incredibly satisfying. Cam has gotten pretty into it. He also is likes Tabasco sauce now. He calls it spicy. Yeah. So yeah, that's like our, that's our taco night. And I find it, I like, I never get tired of it and I get tired of most foods pretty quickly. That's true. You do. What about you? I found myself, I, w- I was thinking about this and I was like soup. And then I started looking at the soups I've been making and I was like, oh, apparently it's soup with coconut milk. <laughs> <laughs> Best kind of soup. Uh, turns out that's what I'm into. So there's this coconut curry noodle soup the blog Walks of Life um, that has rice vermicelli noodles in it that is just like very good and, you know, lots of lime. There's a coconut corn soup I made the other day from Smitten Kitchen where you make a stock out of the, the corn husks. Mm. Um, and so it's this very like, you know, Yum. corn on corn yeah. through and through kind of flavor. And then there's a Yotam Odolangi recipe that has been a go-to of mine for a few years now that's a curried lentil tomato and coconut soup that I think was like, honestly, one of the last times I had someone over before all of this, my friend Laura came over and I made that and it was just such a hit. Um, yeah. 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 You're really getting an early start on soup season. I think it's soup weather. Precocious. Yeah. No, it's soup weather now-ish. I mean, like yeah. quickly at night. You yeah. Know? You're right. You're right. It's soup. Listen, I've been having soup too. Okay. I, you're just really going hard at soup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't having these all in a row, you know, yeah. <laughs> these yeah. are just the ones that like, yeah, I'm like, mm, that sounds right. Something I've been wanting to ask you as I start to think about fall and winter exercising mm-hmm. are what are the running slash outdoor fitness clothes that we need as we start thinking about running when it's damn I would say the most important thing to have is something that you're so excited to wear that you yeah. like you're you think is so cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) that you spent like some money on and feel like you invested in and you're just excited to put it on in the morning yeah or in the afternoon whenever it is you go running the the pieces that are really clutch for me the patagonia down hoodie which is the they're like zip up sort of like thin 
um, down thing. That's my my probably my most important cold weather running piece. You can also layer lots of stuff underneath it. I have a Uniqlo vest that they, they also do their like down vests that are yeah, yeah, yeah. not expensive and great and really thin. So it's very easy to layer under. The other thing that I think is really key that I think most people don't have unless they are a runner is a neck gator, like a neck warmer. Um, Patagonia makes really cute fleece ones. And that's just so important. You can put it over your like nose when your nose and your mouth when it starts to get cold and it gets really cozy. I mean, if you really want to go hard at it and you live in a place that's snowy, there's these things called yak tracks, which you Mm. can put on the bottom of your sneakers that make it so you won't slip on the ice and the snow. I own them and I've definitely used them. And especially like when we go on vacation, you know, if we go to like upstate New York and it's like woodsy and the kind of cool place where you want to go running, it's nice to have. But yeah, I think an ear warmer clutch. um, Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's no, you know, I think layering is really yeah. key. And and also just the desire to get outside when we're not when we're not doing it that much. I think part of how I talk myself up is like you're not going to go outside at all today. And so this is like the one time you're going to get outside and it'll be good for you. I need to surface. I I'll link we'll link to it in the round of I need to surface this guide that I found from New York Magazine maybe a year or two ago they did. It was basically what to wear in different, like how much layering to do yeah. in different kinds of running conditions or outdoor conditions. Because I do think for me, that's one of the things that becomes the like weird math of like, well, I know what I would wear if it were 40 degrees out and I was going just like for a walk, but I have no idea what I would wear if I'm sweating. So uh, I think the rule of thumb they say is to like add 20 degrees. That's helpful. And I do find that that's kind of true because like when it's 50 degrees, you're like, oh my God, it's so cold out. I got to bundle up. But if you're really bundled up, like running in 50 degree weather, you're going to be so hot. So it's like, no, just wear like leggings and a long sleeve tee and you're going to be fine in 50 degree weather. Add 20 degrees. Okay, great. Perfect. Love it. Hey, thanks for doing this. This This was was wonderful. This was lovely. Um, Okay. Well, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and much more on a thing or two HQ.com. <laughs>